Hi, it's uh, Liam Ford, and welcome to The Zone podcast. Well, we've got an interesting uh, little acronym that we're going to learn about on this podcast. And for people down under, we sort of know what an OE is, but for the rest of our listeners from around the world, they have no idea what, what is an OE. So PJ is going to enlighten us. And our guest on today's podcast is PJ Morris. She's a, a fabulous marketer, but she didn't start that way. And on the podcast, we're going to hear what really makes a difference in marketing and what really makes a difference in business and what really makes a difference for people. And PJ is going to go into quite a lot of depth on that and share her life. And it hasn't always been a straight line, but through that process of uh, the curves and the ups and downs of life, PJ shares how she's become who she who she is now and what's really, really important to her. So buckle up, find yourself a coffee, put on your headphones, go for a walk and listen to something where you're going to learn a lot about PJ's life and what makes her special. Hi, uh, PJ, and welcome to the Zone podcast. How, how is it this evening? <laughs> oh, it's good. I'm really excited to be here and have a chat. Yeah, it's cool. So look, one of the things that a lot of our listeners will have no idea about what you're talking about and is this thing called an OE. It's sort of a bit of a down under thing. You know, what the hell is an OE? An OE is your overseas experience, your overseas adventure. It's a chance to see a world that's bigger than New Zealand um, and to just kind of experience what other cultures have to offer. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I chose to do mine in Canada. Did you go do you go solo when you do your OE stuff or what do you do? Oh, it's up to you. I went solo. I hopped on a plane and I went to a country where I knew nobody and that was part of the experience was you get mm. a chance to kind of find your feet and find out who you really are without external influences um, okay. and really kind of grow. And, and did you find that's what happened? You, you sort of grew and found yourself? or Yeah, I really did. For me, it was a real chance to go, what do I want to do and what brings me joy? Um, mm. And without the influences of other people going, oh, well, you're really good at this, so you should look into doing that, and you're really good at that, so you should look into doing that, but actually go, what does bring me passion and what brings me joy? Mm. Um, and a chance to meet other people and see a different side and a different aspect for for the way the world works that you might not see if you stay right. in your insular little bubble at home. <laughs> cool. And so, but you, I mean, you're in marketing now, but you didn't start off in marketing, right? So, No, no. I went to art school. I was going to be a world-famous photographer, um, <laughs> which <laughs> turns out really hard to make money as an artist, and I have props to anybody that does it because it's a phenomenal career opportunity, and I kind of, I fell into marketing. It was a chance encounter with a marketing manager while I was working in an office and going, oh, I quite enjoy this. So I took a mm. leap of faith, went and found a job in marketing and knocked on doors until somebody hired me <laughs> and <laughs> went, I'm willing to learn on the job. And I did go back to university eventually at night school and study it to get a, a better grasp mm. of, I guess, the theories behind it. And marketing's about people. And that was one of the things I loved about it. It's about storytelling and it's creative and coming from an art background. 
I got to bring that creativity to life in a way that made a difference to people. It had an impact. Um, mm. And that's, I guess, why I fell in love with it. And, and like, I think you were saying that that really um, you want to leave the world a better place and it's all about authenticity. So do you want to tell us a little bit, like, about your values and yeah. and, and your beliefs and things around that? Because that's, that's really interesting to, to talk about. You know, when I started out in marketing, I started out in it because it was about storytelling and creativity and I liked, mm. you know, putting that together and telling a story to people that resonated with them and they reacted with. And the older I've gotten and the more I've kind of travelled and met people, I've really understood that if you're meeting a customer's need, you're making a difference in their life and you're therefore leaving the world a better place. And that just sits really, really strongly with my values of every time I interact with a person, I want it to be a positive experience and I want to know that I've done something that's helped somebody. And in a way, marketing is a chance to do that by introducing a product or a service or meeting a need of somebody for something that they have. And that really has kind of driven probably later in my career when you've got a bit more opportunity to pick and choose what you do, the companies I choose to work for and what it is that I choose to do. So I currently work in property development and housing and people hate property developers, but In reality, I do it because it aligns with my values. It's about providing affordable, warm, dry housing, which is a real problem in New Zealand. You know, the biggest customer need from all our research is warm and dry. That's what customers look for in houses. Okay, wow. So if we can provide warm, dry housing, then that is better for all of the community. It means less people get sick. We have less needs for hospitals and public health care. And we're creating a more even field if people have homes. And that really kind of resonates with my values. And that makes it a much more enjoyable place to work. You spend a lot of time at work. I want to do something that I'm proud of and I'm passionate about. And I'm authentic and about delivering something that makes a difference. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really cool. That's really cool. And life's never a straight line, right? So so it can't have all been smooth sailing. Like, have you got any... (laughs) horror stories don't need to mention <laughs> names but you know maybe just the events and... um no life's never smooth sailing I think it would be great if it was smooth sailing I you know if I want to talk about my personal life I got married young because I thought it was the thing you did you got married you had the white picket fence you had the family and it didn't work out my marriage ended and that's when I went on my OE to find myself outside of, of a marriage So that was a few bumps in my career along the way, trying to work out actually what was it about what I did that brought me that joy. And going overseas allowed me to do that. It allowed me to go, what is it that I'm really, really interested in? And traveling and meeting people kind of went, well, culture and the way we learn and the way we interact and therefore the way we tell stories means we need to understand people. So I came back to New Zealand and we are talking 10 years ago now, and went back to university and did my master's looking at the impact of culture and biculturalism on how we learn what we buy. And for me, that was about understanding more about who we are as a community in New Zealand and as a culture. We are a very, very multicultural society, and I think that's an amazing thing to be part of. But as a marketer, you really need to understand how those cultures impact the way you buy 
Because mm. if I'm going to meet a need for you, I need to understand who you are and what your needs are. Um, so I absolutely loved learning that. And my goal was always to go on and do my PhD and do my doctorate and teach other people about this amazing thing called marketing where you can help people in a way that's not being a doctor or a nurse or all that stuff of blood that I couldn't do. <laughs> but I had a mental, I guess, breakdown at the end of my master's. I worked a full-time job and I did my master's full-time at night school and I broke. And what I realized at the outside end of it is you can't do it all. Life mm. needs balance. Um, so the PhD went on pause and it's still on pause. One day I'd still like to go back and do it. But I also have needs in my life and that's about providing and income and housing and, you know, food on the table for my kids. Mm. And so it really does become about the choices that I made in life. And that choice was a corporate culture. And some ways along the ways, as I've grown up through that corporate ladder, I've learned picking who you work for, the values that align with your values matter. Because if you can't be authentic about what you're doing and have value in what you're doing, a job isn't going to bring you joy. And it's really important. You spend a lot of time at work that there's joy in what you do and there's you are able to be your authentic self and you're leaning into your values because that drives business success and teamwork and everything else that makes a business successful. And if I want to help people in a way that leaves the world a better place, you know, and that help people can be Anything from I've given you help with a piece of work or I've given you some advice you've used or anything, you have to be leaning into your values and your authenticity. And and for me, that, that became just a really important part over the kind of the last few years to go, I'm now at a space in my career where I can make those choices. Mm. And I think those choices are really important. And I look at millennials today as they're growing up, they're leaning into those choices much earlier in their lives. And it's something I wish I had been brave enough to do right. was to lean more into taking ownership of what mattered to me and going, actually, no, this doesn't feel right. And it's okay to walk away from it because it doesn't feel right mm. and walk into to be more authentic. Because I think if everyone's been more authentic, you have more effective teams right. and more effective teams drive better business outcomes and better business outcomes in the right businesses drive a better society. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I get it. And it's interesting you you talked about needing courage sometimes to to make those calls, you know, to make a stand for your values. And I know we have World Values Day coming up on October twenty first, I think. And I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's great that we're talking about this. And 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 the root word for values is valor, which means it's courage. Yeah, courage and strength. So. By living and standing for your values, you get courage and strength. So it's, wow, it's amazing yeah. that you just started talking about that. And, you know, talking about this non-linear life that everyone leads, have you ever had to make one of those hard calls at work around values and marketing or team or anything? Is there any, have you had, you know, like is, is the times when you've really gone, wow, I have to make a hard call or? <laughs> I've certainly made hard calls in regards to where I've chosen to take opportunities and not take opportunities. Okay. I think I possibly could be a lot higher on the career ladder than I am now if I'd lent into or if I'd taken opportunities I didn't necessarily agree with. 
Um, so I've walked away from things and gone, actually, no, my values don't align with this and that's not the right thing to do. I've had plenty of stand-up arguments about what's the right thing to do for a customer. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things in business where you're always making compromise sometimes between what's the right thing for the customer and what's the right thing for the business. Okay. Unfortunately, as much as I would love to, you can't always do what the customer wants you to do because it's not either physically or financially possible to do right, in some right. cases. And those are always hard decisions to make and ones that, you know, take a lot of a lot of guts to have an open conversation about, but also to be willing to fight for that customer in a place and sometimes you lose the fight and that's okay. And you've kind of got to pick up and walk with it <laughs> into yeah. the next day. And certainly, I guess, the more I've learned about business and the more I've worked in organisations, you get a much better balance of understanding the business impact and how you can make it right for a customer without a financial impact to the business. Okay. But again, those conversations are never easy. They're never easy to have a conversation or to call somebody up on something that you think they're doing wrong mm. because you have to have them with courage that goes, I'm not attacking you. I want to discuss this idea and I want to talk about it in a way that means we can have a robust conversation. And I don't think that's ever easy when you've got opposing sides to to a debate on something and generally always with the customer. I always want to do what's right for the customer, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. <laughs> you can't refund the customer on everything if they've changed their mind, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, like I think you were saying before we jumped on this podcast that you've got to be authentic and you've got to have boundaries. And I think that's probably what you're talking about, isn't it? Like there is yeah. there is boundaries and and whilst yeah, you're, there is boundaries. Yeah. There's boundaries in every business. And yeah. There's boundaries in your personal life. And there's boundaries about that line that you're willing to push up against and cross or not cross as to do the right thing. And I think often it's all about being honest and authentic. Again, it's authentic, it's one of my favorite words, I think. In the conversations that you have with the people, if you can be vulnerable enough with customers and with peers and with I guess, friends and family as well, about where you're coming from in the conversation, it's a lot less threatening and it's a lot easier to have the courage to have those conversations. Mm. Even though, I suppose, being vulnerable in its own way takes a lot of courage. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, people, you want people to take that and, I guess, treat it with responsibility and respect that you're mm. willing to be open to them. And if I look at it in a work sense, for me, creating teams where you have that safe space that you're all vulnerable with each other really means you can understand where somebody else is coming from. And if you can understand where somebody else is coming from, you can generally come to a compromise that works for most people. Yeah, like you get that win that win win. Yeah. Yeah. That win win or no deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's my motto is how I try and take things. I read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People earlier this year, and they talk a lot about win-win, no deal. It's a really, really great phrase. Yeah, and what, what does it start with the end in mind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's a great yeah. book. That's a great book. So what sort of people who are listening to this podcast work in, in the housing uh, or developing market? <laughs> you know, what sort of people are you looking to connect with and, you know, how do they get hold of you? Easiest way to find me on LinkedIn or you can email me, pj at universal.co.nz. But I'll connect with anybody. Look, I love to learn about people. I want to talk to them. I want to understand where they're coming from. 
you want to know a bit about marketing houses for sale, more than happy to chat to you about that. <laughs> or actually anything marketing, I'll talk to you. <laughs> if you're interested in property in Auckland, reach out and have a chat to us. We don't have anything for sale at the moment, but we will have stuff coming on board soon. And certainly I can introduce you to other people in the property development market if that's something you're interested in. Mm. But for me, just anyone who wants to talk about authenticity and being true to yourself and living into your values, I love having those conversations and how you get the best out of teams and, you know, drive success and what that might look like for you. And again, any up and coming young marketers who want advice, reach out. Happy to chat. Oh, that's so cool. So it's sort of like you're living into your dream to have your PhD and and, yeah. and, and teach. <laughs> and be a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. always into, I love to mentor people, um, coach people. So really, really happy to lean in and help anyone that they want. Do you do the mentoring and coaching formally or just informally? Formally, I mentor with um, a foundation called the First Foundation. Okay. Um, and they help students who are the first in their family to go to university with scholarships and they set them up with mentors for their entire university career. Oh, wow. Um, so I mentor a young girl down in Otago who's studying medicine. Fantastic. From Whangarei. So, yeah, it's really cool. And what's it called again? Give that a plug. The First Foundation. Okay. Yep. So you can find them on LinkedIn or online if you Google the First Foundation. Um, so, you know, they're always looking for work experience places. If you can give, you know, young kids some paid work experience who are doing their university careers or you want to come mentor, it's, you know, a four-year commitment, but it's an amazing thing to do. Wow. And how long have you been doing that now? This is my first year as a mentor, but in previous jobs, we've had interns through the program before right. um, and worked with them that way. Mm. And do you see the impact from before the program and after the program? What, 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 what have you seen? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just the confidence you help give young kids who potentially don't have exposure to people in business or people who are in their fields or even just women getting ahead and, and being able to do something mm. and just some guidance around what things are, what life is like in university and some help. You just really see these kids grow from being really shy to being these confident, amazing people who are making such a difference in the world. Wow, what a great story. We amazing. could have a whole podcast just on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. The First Foundation is a wonderful foundation for anyone that wants to get involved, and they've got so many ways you can get involved with helping you know, families get their kid into university for the first mm, time. Cool, cool. Hey, well, we're coming to the close. I know you've got to go and head off and get your dinner and get your family organised. So if you were going to leave listeners with a message, a life message or anything really, <laughs> but it's not a business message, it's more like a life message, what would you say? What, how would you leave it? Live your values. Live your values, yeah. Live your values. Be true to who you are and what matters to you. Opportunities will come that will allow you to live your values. Cool. Hey, that's great, PJ. Of course, they can get in touch with you on LinkedIn, PJ Morris, correct? Yep. That's Universal right. Homes. Homes. Yeah. Universal Homes Limited. Yeah. yeah. You can find us through that as well. Yeah, great. Well, you never know because we have listeners from all around the world. If they want, if you want to buy a home in New Zealand, <laughs> reach out to <laughs> PJ and see what they've got coming up. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. So, look, thanks, PJ. This has been fabulous. Thanks for your time and such such great energy and oh. and your. Thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> Really enjoyed it. <laughs> Ciao for now. All right. Thank you. Well, that was that was pretty interesting. So finally, we know what an OE is. It's not some sort of uh, operational excellence or some sort of emergency operation or some sort of marketing gobbledygook. It's actually a thing. Wasn't it interesting that 
we started to learn not only why values are just so, so important and it just drives this authenticity. And I just love the way that PJ put it all together for us and was so authentic on the call and was really, really vulnerable. She shared, you know, some really intimate stuff about her life. And I can see why she really leans into wanting to make people's lives better and how marketing is a passion. But also she talked about not only does your passion have to be there, but it has to align with your values and beliefs. And, you know, that's a really special takeaway message for everyone. And, you know, create those boundaries around that and have the courage to live your values. What a great message to have that courage. It does take courage sometimes, as she explained. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast. You can get in touch with us on www.thezone.co.co or you can get in touch with me, uh, Liam Ford, that's F-O-R-D-E, on LinkedIn. And we'd love to have you on the show. So talk soon and ciao for now.